Hello and welcome live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. What a, a weekend it was for Campbell football. Three student-athletes signed with NFL teams over the weekend. We will talk about that and about spring football that wrapped up a couple of weeks ago and about Campbell, of course, landing their second straight number one FCS recruiting class. We'll talk about all those things with our head coach. Plus, we will visit with offensive coordinator Anthony Whedon and newly promoted defensive coordinator and our recruiting guru in Patrick Miller. But wait, there is much more. We will give away a pair of tickets to the season opener, which takes place in just four months, 122 days from now, but who's counting? Thursday night, August 31st, under the lights at Barker Lane Stadium, Campbell makes their CAA debut against the defending champs, William and Mary. By the way, our season ticket holders will be getting their renewal notices in the mail and email this week. If you don't have season tickets but want them, be first in line by going to gocamels.com, hit tickets, and get on the wait list. No more wait, because joining me now, he is a two-time national champion at the University of Nebraska, an NFC champion, in his decade-long NFL career with the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of a decade, his decade as head coach with Campbell, he has seen his Campbells go from non-scholarship to scholarship to acceptance into the CAA, the best football conference in all of FCS. He is our head coach, Mike Minter. Coach, we have a lot to talk about, but what a weekend. Three of your guys have signed contracts with NFL teams. They will be in NFL camp this summer. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say is wow because the hard work that these young men put in, two of those guys we, we recruited out of high school. We developed from um, the cradle, and um, now they get a chance to go play national football. Um, that's unbelievable. And um, so we, we're excited about it. Then you get a guy that transferred in, um, and Aaron Maddox, a guy that was kind of jumping around, come from FBS. Um, so we're doing it all over. We're we able to say we can groom you from the beginning and get you ready to go to the National Football League. Or you can transfer down to us, and we give, give us two years, Yep. And, and we're going to get you ready to go to the National Football League. So now all these things that I talk about in my recruiting pitches, now I got some um, evidence to back it up. And um, three in, the, in, in one draft is, is really, truly unbelievable, um, Chris, when I, when I sit down and think about that. So I'm proud of, I'm proud of those guys because they, they took everything that we were teaching, they applied it, and now – they get a chance to play the National Football League. Yeah, and I'm glad that you uh, you made that reference to the three guys, two of them, guys that you got out of high school, that trusted you, that stayed with you in the process and are now in uh, NFL camps, and then another guy that transferred in that is similar to uh, when you had another year with multiple guys that ended up in NFL camps. Danny Dillon was a guy that you groomed. He was about he weighed about as much as I did when he came into camp. You put him into a into an NFL camp, and then and then of course uh, getting the big fella into uh, into Giants camp, and and Greg Milhouse taking him as a transfer that came down from FBS all the way up. Let, let's talk about your three student athletes, and let's start with uh, defensive end Brevin Allen. He signed a free agent contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you know relationship. They matter. Who was in our camp for about two days as a coach? Pat White. Where's Pat White? With the Chargers. So the time that you spend with people, you never know, you know, what's going to happen. He gets to the Chargers. I'm sure he's telling everybody about Brevin Allen, how great of a guy he is, how great of a football player he is how he loves football, how he practices, how he meets. And this is what I'm always instilling in my guys. You are always on, um, on display, man. You, 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 you're always interviewing for a job. So put your best um, foot forward every single time. Do not fall asleep at the wheel. And this is what we teach our guys. And so that's what Brevin did. 
and um, Brevin gets an opportunity um, to play for the Chargers, um, he, he's going to do well. This guy is explosive. He has all the intangibles that you need at a defensive end, outside linebacker. He can run. Um, he can rush the quarterback. He can, he can stop the run. Um, you know, he ran a 4-5, so he's, he's fast enough as an um, outside linebacker. I'm sure they're going to use him in the National Football League. And so he understands the game. He, he knows how to watch film. He knows how to be a professional because that's how we treat um, our program. And, and so, you know, young people that's listening from, from you know, people who want to come to Campbell, people who thinking about Campbell, this is the type of stuff that we're doing. We, we're preparing you for the next level, whatever the next level um, is. So professionally, outside of football, and then now, as you can see, three guys getting a chance to go. Uh, your secondary star who signed an NFL contract, Aaron Maddox, uh, he started at the FBS level, really didn't find his footing, came down to you guys, like you said, gave you a couple of years, and you got him to sign with the Indianapolis Colts. Tell me about Aaron. Aaron Maddox is a, is a coach on the football field. Um, his dad played in the National Football League, so he, he's not, um, you know, it's not a, a, a situation where he's not um, used to this. Um, he's been around NFL guys all his life. And, and um, you know, ironically, uh, he's from, from um, South Carolina, I believe. And he loved the Panthers. And he loved me as a player, <laughs> right? And so now he comes and, and, and we get a chance to, to coach him up for, for two years. And um, the first year had a lot of injuries. Um, you know, he went, he went out and got his body right. And then he came back his senior year. And, um, you know, really was the, the, the coach on the field for us. And that's what you need in the secondary. Um, so in the NFL, he's going to be a guy that's going to be moving around. He's going to play dime. He's going to play nickel. He's going to play safety. So dime and nickel, for you guys who don't know, is like a linebacker position that is also a safety. So he can cover people. He can cover the tight end. He can cover the slot. And, um, you know, and he's, again, he's a very talkative guy. So you got to be able to communicate in the secondary, and he does that very, very well. I think that's why he gets an opportunity um, to go to the next level. And guess what, Chris? It doesn't hurt when you run a 4-3 at Pro Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the exclamation point on all of that is running a 4-3 uh, in, the, in the Pro Day. Finally, Julian Hill. Uh, a tight end from right down the road in Fayetteville, North Carolina. They're going to find out at Miami where he signed. What an unbelievable story he is. He has gone through adversity in all points of his life, unfortunately. But he, he came to you as a quarterback that had a knee injury in high school, and you turned him into an NFL tight end. Tell me about Julian Hill, one of the best stories in the draft. Really is. Leadership. This is the first thing that you think about. Um, with a Julian Hill because um, a leader, first off, they got to know the way, know, know where we're going, <laughs> know, know what it looks like, okay? And then you got to go the way, right? Go, do it, be it, and then you got to show the way. I mean, I got to come and grab somebody else, and I got to, you know, show them um, the way that we're going. This is Julian. This is his life. This is who he's always been. Um, he needs to be proud of, you know, who he is and what, what he's done um, over the, the time that he's been here. Um, going from a quarterback to a um, tight end, he's never blocked anybody, so he had to learn how to block. He had to learn how to catch the football, run routes, and he put the time in. And, and this is for the young people out there, too. It's not quick. Nothing is quick worth having and you got to put time in you got to put the effort in um and and that's what he did and he knew what he wanted and he devised the plan and he worked that plan day in and day out coach not only did you get these guys to three teams you got these guys to uh three of the best organizations in all of the nfl we're talking miami indianapolis los angeles chargers uh, teams that, that that have it together we know there's some that don't and and teams that have a chance to make the playoffs year in and year out that has to make you proud too that that you were able to attract some pretty darn good organizations they don't just take somebody to take somebody no you're right um chris and and they definitely not going to be taking 
anybody um, from the FCS, right? So you you got to be a dude. Um, you you got to be professionally ready. And uh, man, hats off to all my coaches. I done had a lot of coaches coaching these guys. You know, Brevin Allen with with Coach Adams, um, Damian Adams, our defensive line coach. He's been with me the whole ten years. Um, he's the one who helped Greg Millhouse, mm -hmm. um, our first guy who signed a a, a free agent contract, um, get into camp, and now he has another one in Brevin Allen. And um, and and so you just look at that type of stuff. You got Cuddy, um, Cuddy, Jacob Cuddy, Cuddington, who's now our tight end coach, who I believe helped Julian Hill understand how to block because Jacob Cuddington played offensive line for us, so he knows how to do that. And um, and of course, um, Grimes, Coach Grimes. Um, was was integral in, in Julian Hill. So I got to give them coaches credit uh, for what they did. And then, you know, Patrick Miller being our safeties coach last year um, and helping Aaron Maddox become the guy in the secondary that he became. And so, you know, kudos to these coaches, man. They, they, they really bought into unlocking the greatness of these young men. These guys have signed free agent contracts with these three NFL teams. What happens next? What happens next in the next couple of months for these three guys? Well, in the next couple of days, they're going to be in mini camp, and so they have to go to a mini camp. So that's how soon it starts, yeah, right? Okay. It's, it's, it's right now. Yeah. Um, so this weekend, these guys will be there, and um, they'll fly in and do their thing. It's, it's probably about a weekend, you know, three or four days of, 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 of a mini camp there, and then – um, you have summer workouts um, that these guys do. And then you got training camp. And, um, you know, I, I told my guys, I said, look, call me every day because I want to know what they're saying to you so I can give you advice. I was just going to ask, what do, you, what do you say to these guys? Yeah, I, I want to know what they're saying. So in the meeting, tell me what the coach said to you because now I can help you understand and translate that for you so you can know what to go work on. So you can give them what they really asking for. Um, and, and that's all my guys. So all three of them, um, they got to call me every night, tell me what happened in the meeting. This is what we're going to work <laughs> on um, so you can make this squad. You've been to a few mini camps and training camps in your decade-long career with the Carolina Panthers, haven't you, Ben? Oh, man, <laughs> um, too many. <laughs> <laughs> no better advice than right here. Okay, uh, we will come back after the break. We are going to give away our first football prize pack, and then we're going to talk about spring practice that just wrapped up and, and what comes ahead as uh, opening night in 122 days. I don't know if that's an exciting thing or a scary thing. For both of us, I think it's a little bit of both. We'll be back with more Camel Call Live from the county seat after this. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. It's a Campbell football takeover. Remember, you can listen to every broadcast live on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app. If you miss us live, you can catch us on the Camel Call Live podcast. It drops every week on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and most places that you get your podcasts. Just two more episodes of our first season here of Camel Call Live before we take a break for the summer. Next Monday night, we've got our great track and field team that is just destroying every record that has been in the book as they get ready for their conference uh, title run. And then in two weeks, we'll have baseball on our top 15 ranked baseball team. Um, one of the best in the entire nation. We'll talk to some more members of their staff, but we are talking football tonight. Every time you come here to Camel Call Live, you get a chance to win in our drawing. And we got some special prizes tonight, a couple of prize pack. We'll give away tickets, but first we will give away our first football prize pack of the night. So if you have the ticket, get it out. And here's the number, 626-173-626-173-626-173. We have a winner of a Camel prize pack up there tonight. When After our next break, we will draw a ticket for 
uh, two football tickets to the season opener. Before we can talk about the fall, we got to talk about the spring with Campbell head coach and former NFL secondary member for a decade with the Carolina Panthers, Mike Minter. And uh, coach, the spring game on April 15th wrapped up spring practice. Tell us your takeaways from the spring. Wow, um, that, that, that's a lot. What, you know, new defense, new defense coordinator, um, offense that's going into their second year. And um, really what we was trying to find was how can we bring these guys together as one team, um, one heartbeat? Because of, think about, we had about 15 guys that came from the portal. Um, and we had one freshman that came early. And so you had a lot of different faces, a lot of different people doing the, um, some different things. And so um, really what we was trying to do was um, get, get what we call our chicken, biscuit, and sweet tea. So I gave everybody a story <laughs> of when Mr. Richardson was here. and the Former and owner of the yeah, Panthers. For, yep. Yeah, and um, the late, great um, Mr. Richardson. And um, anyway, I'm telling the story. I said, look. Um, he showed me, he brought me into his office, and he showed me how he was making all this money. And, and, and he got his P&L spreadsheet, right? And he said, Mike, this is, this is how you do it. And he got like 31 Bojangles at the time. And he said, all you want to do is you want to do the right stuff really, really good. And in this case, it's chicken, biscuits, <laughs> and sweet tea. We don't get off of that. We don't sell macaroni and cheese when corporate want to sell macaroni and cheese. We don't do that. We do these three things. We do them really well, and we're going to do them every day the same way. So all 31 restaurants look exactly the same, do exactly the same. And I said, that's what we need, right? So that's what we worked on this spring is what is going to be our chicken, biscuit, and sweet tea. Because this conference we're going in, that's what they do very well. Yeah. They are trained in it, and they really um, uh, execute at, at this level, okay? And, and they don't beat themselves. Well, people who know how to get that chicken, biscuit, and sweet tea right, they don't lose. They don't beat themselves. And that's what we was trying to build in spring ball. You always have such great themes going into each uh, each season, but this one, I, I can get aboard this. You're making me hungry uh, <laughs> as well. Good thing we're here um, at the county seat. Okay, you had a quarterback battle um, in the spring, really a quarterback battle for the first time in, in a long time. Chad Masco, who came in once Haj Malik Williams, your starter from last year, got hurt. Both played well when they were healthy. What did you think about your QBs during the spring? Man, we, look, we got a lot of QBs. <laughs> Chris, that, that we can go to. And, and Dylan Ernie um, is, is healthy again. And so he's back. He started a couple games, too. Yeah, veteran. Um, yeah, you. veteran guy. He gets it. He's really like the granddad of the group, um, kind of keep, keep these dudes in line. Um, but it, it, it was some great competition. Um, you know, Hodge is Hodge. He, he's going to make great plays um, when you least expect it. One of the things that we wanted to work on with him was being able to get the ball down the field a little bit more in the intermediate game. And, um, and he really excelled in that area. And so his completion percentage is another thing that we was really working on. And I think he ended up with about 60, 64% completion uh, percentage. And, wow. uh, of course, man, turnovers is always it. Um, so he really did a great job. Now, it's another stat that, you know, I tell my offense and – my offensive coordinator to look at how many drives do the quarterback convert that to touchdowns. That's what I want to know. Yep. Really, at the end of the day, that's what you get paid to that's do. That's your chicken and biscuit right, right there. That's yeah. your chicken and biscuit and sweet tea. And so, um, Haas did a, a heck of a job. He, he probably was at an 80 you know, percent clip. Wow, touchdowns on, on, on drives? Yeah, this My guy, this guy yep. was cooking. Um, and so, competition brings out the best in everybody. Um, Chad, on the other hand, Chad is a is a young guy, first spring, so he gets a chance to do mm -hmm. his thing and um, unbelievable arm talent. He can make every throw um, that you want a quarterback to make. So he was doing that. Um, one of the things that we wanted to do with Chad was his pocket presence, 
Make sure you don't get no sacks. And so he got better and better and better um, with Coach D. Brown um, helping these guys beginning to understand how to move in the, po- um, in the pocket. And, and so, um, man, we, hey, look, we still battling. It's, it's an it's a amazing thing um, that we got going on. And um, so we're we looking forward to these guys continue to make it happen. Um, I would say coming out of the spring that um, Haas, you know, got, got a little bit of the lead. Um, but Chad is still right there um, nipping at his heels. And so uh, we really looking forward to, to training camp to see this battle play out. Now, I haven't seen any of them play. But one day I was in the football office. I came by to say hi. And I opened my door. And I see a couple guys in there that I don't recognize that are bigger than pretty much any guy I've ever seen uh, walk through those doors. I know not only did you get this number one FCS recruiting class that we're going to talk about um, a, a little later in the show, but, but you got some group of five and power five transfers, guys that were three, four-star guys that, that started at the FBS level that have found their way to Campbell. Tell me about some of these guys that, that you're impressed with that, that we're going to be impressed with in the fall. Well, I think the first guy comes from South Dakota State, right? And so he knows what a championship team looks like. And, you know, he played there, uh, wasn't really quite getting used the way he wanted to get um, used, so he left after the championship game, and um, we were fortunate enough to get him. And um, Tyler Kemp. this is a guy that gets what it takes day in and day out on the practice field. So you integrate that into the system that we already have, now you start to realize how we should operate as an offense, as a football team, how we should love one another, because this guy just did it. He was, he was, he was in that locker room, so he can tell these guys, okay, what Coach Men talking about, that's real, <laughs> okay? And, um, and so you bring that into the mix. And then all these FBS guys. I mean, you got guys from Florida State. You got guys from Virginia Tech, you know, 6'4", 6'5", playing outside linebacker. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Man. That's pretty good. I'm going to tell you guys, man, George Wilson, man, this this guy, he might break all the sack records, (laughs) and you know, that's out there. His first step is unbelievable. He he gets the full speed in two steps. And, and we didn't know how fast he was, so we doing a relay race. And this guy is running like, you know, he, he should be on the track team. I'm <laughs> like, oh, man. Um, what we got to do with him, why, why, is he, why did he leave Florida State? Well, he's too light. Two, 210, 215, Florida State don't have time to wait. Yep. Well, Camel does. Yeah. <laughs> you come over here, we'll put that weight on you, and we'll, we'll, we'll be patient. Yeah. And um, because when you grow into that man, mm-hmm. um, everybody's going to be asking where you come from, kind of like um, we did with um, Caleb Sneed. No doubt. Right? He was a young, skinny dude. We got him in the weight room, got him on this nutrition pl- um, plan, and put on that weight and became a guy that everybody wanted. <laughs> and uh, this is what we have. So – we're excited right now about all the newcomers that, that, that has come in, Chris, that um, it's really going to make our football team different than it was last year um, as far as all these guys is coming in. But, man, all that's being said, all that excitement, all this number one recruiting class and all that good stuff, at the end of the day, man, we're going into the hardest league in college football at this level. So I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Yes, we did a heck of a job going out and get this talent. Um, yes, we're going to develop this talent. We're going to coach this talent. Uh, but the CAA is a different league, yeah. and, and I don't want people getting that confused with uh, we're going to go into CAA and do um, some amazing things because that's not how it works in this, in this conference. And, and, and I want people to understand that because uh, Mamet, who dominated the Big South, went into the CAA last year and won three games. Yeah, they were back-to-back champs. Back-to-back champs, three games. So understand what we're going into. Um, Hampton, who was middle of the road team in the Big South, um, very similar to ourselves, um, they won one game in the CAA. 
Um, and so this is what we up against. We, we love it because this is what, you know, we get up for, man. We get up for these challenges, and we get up to um, prove the naysayers wrong, but it's a challenge that we about to yeah. embark on in 2023. Yeah, j just your home schedule. You only have four home games. That wasn't anybody's fault other than the fact that the Big South didn't have a lot of teams in it. The CAA does, so you have to fill up a lot of a lot of things with contracts, and and the, it, it was a, it was a lot. So four home games, but three games are against teams that went to the FCS playoffs last year. All of these are conference games: William and Mary, Elon and Delaware. The other home game during homecoming, it's against Maine, and people might think Maine, what the heck? Maine is an FCS football team in the CAA for football only. Not long ago, they made it all the way to the national semifinals. They were one of the best programs in the country. COVID, like it did everywhere, it really messed with what Maine was doing. But Maine, a team that you have never heard of, that finished in the middle of the pack last year in the CAA, they were in the national semifinals just a few years ago. I think that just the home schedule shows you how tough the CAA is game in and game out. Wow, Chris, you just made me um, sad. But you night. got 122 you know? <laughs> days. Come on now. Oh man, this this is. Uh, hey, look, it's gonna be tough. Yep. Um, you know them them four teams, all at home. Um, luckily, to to get us a chance to to try to win some games, um, but they they tough, man. I I wish we had some some easier ones, but but we don't. And then you go on the road and you playing all the rest of them that's really, yeah. really good. R Richmond, a former <laughs> national champion you have in there. NC Central, the uh, oh. HBCU national champion this year, but we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll just stop there. Okay, all right. You, we, we have 122 <laughs> days. So what happens in this time that's both long and short? The guys are getting done with finals. They'll go home for a little bit. What happens between now and, uh, and and camp, training camp that, that opens up in at the end of July. So we'll get back on the road, start recruiting for, for um, the 24 class. And um, and so that'll happen in, starting in May. And then June is really camp time. So you, you go to all these different camps to see these kids in person to see what they look like. And then July um, is really based off of us doing our camps on campus. And so now you got recruits and everybody coming to your camp in July. The big boys do it in June, so I like to do it in July so we're not, you know, battling with those guys, man. We got, you know, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, Wake Forest. Um, who, who am I missing? Um, North NC Carolina, State. NC State, Wake. Duke, Wake. Who am I missing? That's it? I, yeah, yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, it's a lot. I thought it was what? about 15 more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, again, you know, as a team, they'll come back for the summer session, um, May the 21st, and then they'll have two summer sessions of training that they'll be doing, strength and conditioning type stuff. Uh, we can't be with them as far as the coaches is concerned. And, um, and then, you know, we'll get in the training camp. And, and so we got about two months, two months and a half, to try to build this football team um, to be um, a respectable football team going into year one in the CAA. So our goal is is to try to do better than them last two teams I just talked to you about <laughs> in the Big South. So, um, you know, that's the goal. Well, Coach, congratulations uh, again on everything in this offseason so far. Brevin Allen, Aaron Maddox, and Julian Hill, three of yours, two that you've had out of high school, have signed. NFL contracts. We will be following them in many camps and then training camp all summer. Still more of the show to come. DC, OC, Miller, and Whedon will have them coming up in the second half hour of the show. This is Chemical Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. It's a Campbell football takeover. We'll be here for two more Mondays, track next Monday. After that, we've got baseball. The uh, 14th-ranked Campbell baseball team has five more home games. They'll be in town this Wednesday at 6. 
next uh, Tuesday at 6 versus UNCW, and then in two weekends, the final weekend series of the year. For tickets, go to GoCamels.com. Also, for tickets, as season renewals are coming out, we will uh, be selling football tickets starting this week. If you don't have season tickets yet, you can go to GoCamels.com, hit tickets, and get in our on our season ticket wait list because the season opener on Thursday, August 31st at 7 p.m. versus William & Mary is in 122 days, and we have two tickets to give away for that game. So get your tickets out every time you come to Camel Call Live here in downtown Lillington at the county seat. You're going to win some great prizes, and these are big-time prizes as this will sell out uh, almost certainly. Campbell opening up again on a Thursday night at home against the defending champs in the CAA. So the winner of the pair of football tickets, 626-175-626-175. We will have uh, the winner come up and collect their tickets and I think we have a winner right here thank you very much and thank you very much so uh, two tickets for William and Mary okay back to the football Anthony Wheaton just completed his successful first year as offensive coordinator for the Fighting Camels and coach I will start off with you talking about um, one of your own your tight end Julian Hill signing a professional contract with the Miami Dolphins. Tell me about your thoughts to see him realizing his professional dream. Man, it's amazing, to be honest with you. Uh, coming out, uh, Julian, when I first got to Campbell, um, you know, during the summer, uh, watching the guys work out, and, you know, this kid catches my eye right off the bat. And it's just Julian Hill. I'm like, man, that is my favorite player. <laughs> now, uh, coming a, a year into it, being able to uh, coordinate the offense for him, um, it was it was really easy to see that. Um, and he was going to be one of our best assets. And so, you know, um, even at the tight end position, man, he led our team in um, receiving yards, and um, and we ran the ball behind him. So, um, just to watch all the work that he put in, the leadership. Um, development that he had inside of, you know, being the best football player that he could be. Um, you know, he set a good example for our guys, and, you know, I'm just excited for him to be able to go out and chase his dreams and aspirations. So, You and I both know he has great receiving talent with in the tight end position in the NFL. you got to be able to catch the ball almost as good as a wide receiver. He for can sure. do that. But you and I both know, too, something that doesn't show up on the highlight tape but it showed up on the practice tape and his footage, and it's why NFL was so high on him is the fact that he can block, and that is what's going to probably keep him in a camp this year. There, that, without a doubt, for sure. He can he can do it all. I mean, I mean, <laughs> going to replacing Jew, man, we had to go find two bodies in order to do <laughs> no it. No doubt. You know, and so um, I know the value that he brings. <laughs> they'll, they'll for sure figure out um, not only can he block, he can catch, and who he is off the field yep. is just going to propel him. You know, I think he's going to be a, you know, seven to ten-year vet. I really do. Um, but kudos to him because, again, we can split him out. You can put his hand in the dirt put him in a sniffer position, and he's going to dominate in both facets of catching and being able to uh, block. So uh, You learned on the job last year, and you learned uh, pretty quickly and pretty well being your first year going through the season as offensive coordinator. Having that under your belt and going into this spring, what were the positives you saw in your offense? Man, well, we wanted to make sure that we were just got more efficient and become more explosive. So um, we, we went on the, the train of just making sure that we develop smarter football players inside of our system. Um, and so in going into the CAA, the biggest thing that we wanted to make sure that we did was not beat ourselves. So we didn't want to make mistakes coming into this league. And so we wanted to fine-tune um, ourselves in doing that. And so um, we wanted to be more explosive with the ball, being able to uh, put it in different areas, push it down the field, and, you know, uh, we came out, I thought, successful. You know, I think Hodge had a great spring. Uh, all of our quarterbacks, really, uh, even with uh, Chad uh, having a good spring as well. Um, and, and um, you know, they, they know how to operate this offense. Uh, I feel like we went and got some pieces that were uh, is a good fit for the offense. And so, man, it was exciting to see our guys grind and, and you know, become a close-knit team, uh, not only um, with the X's and O's, uh, but with the camaraderie that, that it comes with the, the game of football. Literally, my next question was going to be, 
tell me about all the quarterbacks you had this spring. But as you were finishing up that question, our starting quarterback, Hajmalik Williams, walks in and sits down in the first row. So I'm going to change my question into tell me about your starter, Hajmalik Williams. Of course, uh, injury last year derailed what was a fantastic season for, for both him and, and you guys. Tell me uh, about Hodge and what you saw from him in the spring. Again, man, Hodge, um, uh, he's the coach on the field. You know, there's a lot of times where, you know, I, our, my relationship with Hodge is, is trying to figure out what he likes, what he loves, and making sure that, you know, we, we put that inside the offense. And, again, um, he's the one playing the games. We're not playing them. So um, the more comfortable he is, the you know, the better that I feel. And so um, I think from what he chose to be able to put into this offense, um, how he commands, uh, you saw it inside of the production of what he had in the spring. And so, um, man, it, it was good to see him again. You know, we lost a big leader in Julian Hill. No doubt. Um, and so where does that leadership fall to? Man, it falls right to Hosmer League Williams. And he picked it up. He wasn't scared of it. And, you know, he, he led with uh, the pizzazz that he has inside of the personality that he has. So um, exciting to see him uh, do that and excited to see him lead, lead our offense. New additions on the on the offensive side again. This is some big holes to fill, particularly on on tight end. But but what did you like about about what you saw in the spring from some of the new guys? Oh man, uh, you got Javante Kinsey coming in from Bowling Green. Um, you know, I think uh, as um, productive as Julian Hill was inside of the receiving role, uh, we think we got a guy that that can do exactly the same things inside of the role. And the other one that we had is uh, Dante Armstrong uh, coming in from Charlotte. Uh, talking about, man, heavy-handed. Uh, we, we call one spare rib and we call one uh, the other guy pork chop uh, just because uh, one's skinny, one's, uh, one's kind of the blocking <laughs> guy. And so um, they, they fill the roles uh, um, uh, perfectly. And then we have Jared Gibble, who we got from Virginia Tech. Um, and so he is uh, blossoming to a guy that's going to be able to not only block but be able to receive and be able to b uh, back up both positions um, and be able to get into the rotation. So, um, again, Julian Hill, big hole to fill and we had to fill it with three people so um, but we're excited about the guys that we have on on Ross in order to get that job done it was a season that was plagued by injuries uh, on both sides of the ball really of course uh, when you take someone like Hodge out of the equation um, it's a big hurt but you had a lot of other injuries as well um, what did you learn about yourself going through in in all that adversity in your first year as OC you better, you better have a plan. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about these injuries. And yeah. you got to make sure you're, you're ready to rally the guys behind uh, keeping the main thing the main thing, which is uh, winning and putting a good product out there. Um, not feeling sorry for yourself, but going out there and just understand that, man, you're going to fight the good fight. Um, nobody's going to make excuses for you. Uh, nobody cares about those injuries. And I felt like our guys really responded um, at the end of the year. Um, even going through those injuries, we didn't complain. Uh, we, di we didn't make excuses for ourselves. And, you know, we just went out there to try to really put our best foot forward. And I think that's what we did. Former NFL running back D. Brown, a, a part of, uh, of your offensive staff last year, and then now uh, taking some of the quarterbacks under their wing as well. Tell me about that decision and what you saw from, from D. in that position as a quarterback's coach this spring. So coming in, man, you know, um, D. did a great job of coaching the position that he had. And um, uh, at the time, you know, we, we lost um, – uh, Coach White late to uh, the, the L.A. Chargers. And, uh, you know, we got through the season how, um, you know, with uh, me moving to the quarterbacks uh, along with Jesse Fisk and making sure that we can get to the end of the season. Well, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was able to take care of the receiver position. Uh, so I did that. And here we have we have Coach D who did such an amazing job with the running backs, had coached uh, quarterbacks previously in his career. And it just made sense, you know. Um, not only that is you know, wanted him to mess well with the personalities in the room. And, you know, I didn't want to bring in a, a, a separate entity, a different guy that had to learn, you know, the ins and outs of the, you know, the personalities that we had in the room. Uh, so it was real simple, real easy to be able to make that uh, make that change. And so um, I love the progress that the quarterbacks has made. I love the uh, impact that not only D has made, but all of the offensive assistants has made inside of uh, their position groups. Um, their personalities comes out of uh, out of the rooms that they have. And so it's super exciting to be able to see. And um, I'm super excited to be working with the guys that I work with. 
Uh, finally, you have to go out and recruit a lot um, over the next couple of months. You can't be hands-on and, and coach your guys. So, so when you get done with spring, when you have these meetings at the, at the end of the year as guys finish up their schoolwork, what are you asking of the guys? What are you saying? Hey, you got to do this, this, and this uh, by the time we get back together again. Yeah, we suggest these things. You know, we can't, can't make them do <laughs> that's anything. That's right. That's right. Um, but <laughs> what, what we do do is we, we talk to the leaders inside of uh, our positions. You know, we talk to uh, Big Mike. We talk to uh, Big Tyler. And we talk to Hodge. And we tell these guys, like, hey, man, you know, um, you guys know you know the way. You know, we want you guys to go the way. And then we want you guys to show it. And so, uh, you know, they take down phone, um, you know, the, the phone numbers of their team teammates, man, and, you know, they go to work. So when we talk about leadership, that's what we talk about, uh, the things that other people can't see uh, that, you know, our our guys do, you know, behind closed doors, man. And so uh, that's what makes us excited, and that's why, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, we're in a really, really good spot uh, to go out and compete in this new conference that we're about to go into. Yeah, and, and that'll be my final, f final question for you. As Coach Minner laid out, this is – Again, it's, a, it's an awesome analogy because it's not hyperbole. This is the SEC of the FCS. This is the, the, the best conference in all of FCS, really from top to bottom. Um, and when you think about that, it's tough. You know you guys are going to have to raise your level, but it's also why you play the game and why you wouldn't. From the outside looking in, right, you want to be in the best conference in the absolutely, land, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we relish at these things. You know, when they say, man, you're about to go into the CAA, uh, some people can frown their faces. Some people can be scared or be fearful about this opportunity. Uh, but I, can, I can't help but be excited. You know, and again, I know Coach is uh, pretty good at being modest of, of how we feel about our ball club. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how we fit whenever we do – uh, be able to uh, kick off it here in uh, in September and man and, and get going and uh, it's a grind as you see man there's no weeks off no who wants a week off yeah nobody <laughs> wants a week off I promise you and so you know we're ready to bring our a game week in and week out um, and so you know I, I say that now you know you can check back with me with in October uh, <laughs> we'll but, do. but as of now man I'm excited I hope yep. you can hear it and you know we're ready to go ready to take these guys into battle he is our OC, Anthony Whedon. Uh, we can't wait for the season. Coach, thank you for stopping by. No problem. Y'all take care. Roll humps. All right. We will be back and talk defense, our final segment. We'll talk defense. We'll talk recruiting with Patrick Miller coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. We are talking football because, folks, believe it or not, the season opener for Campbell football takes place in just four months. Thursday night, under the lights, August 31st at Barker Lane Stadium, back with a nighttime Thursday night home opener right before Labor Day weekend. It's going to be the CAA debut as Campbell takes on the defending champions in William & Mary. By the way, season ticket holders will be getting their renewal notices in the mail and email this week. If you don't have season tickets but want them, just four home games this year. So get season tickets to get the best seats. They will sell out. Be first in line by going to GoCamels.com. Hit tickets and get on the wait list, and you will see this man in a new role after the season. Patrick Miller was promoted to co-defensive coordinator. He has been a safeties coach, a defensive quality control assistant, and also the head recruiter that has put together the best recruiting classes in the history of Campbell football, back-to-back -back number one FCS recruiting classes. And, Coach, we will start with a couple of guys that you have worked very closely with as the headline this week was Campbell sends three to the NFL with NFL contracts. Tell me about Brevin Allen and Aaron Maddox, two guys that you worked with on the defense that are going to be in NFL camps. Yeah, well, I can't be more proud of both of them. You know, Brevin Allen coming out of high school, Coach Adams did a great job developing him. You know, was one of the best players in the country in 2021. You know, injuries hurt him a little bit, but coming back strong, I think he's going to have a great career. And I think Coach Adams especially deserves a lot of credit for his growth from high school to where he is today. And then Aaron, you know, shows what we can do with a transfer guy. You know, had ups and downs in his career, but 
really grew this past year, really grew into a leadership role, really grew into a coach on the field and uh, had a hard time with a season-ending injury. But it's great to see him get an opportunity. I think he's going to make a niche in the uh, league where, you know, help on special teams and hopefully work his way and do a defensive role. I think both are going to have great careers. This spring was your first, speaking of, uh, of careers that have, that have really changed. Uh, you are um, defensive coordinator now. What was the spring like for you getting used to that role and, and getting into that role? It was fun, and it was a lot of learning. And uh, it was really good to have a spring before the season. I couldn't imagine going into this role um, fresh into uh, st starting with fall. So it was good to get the kinks out. It was good uh, to get a lot of learning, understand your mistakes and a lot of growth. And, you know, I can't thank Coach Mint and Coach Whedon for helping me grow and Coach Adams as well into this role and learn a lot in spring to be ready for the season. What did you think about your defensive crew this spring? You, you as well have, uh, have, have some big holes to fill. Yeah, no doubt. We had a lot of new guys in the field. I mean, even for the spring game, I think we had nine new starters. Uh, so there's a lot of room for growth, a lot of transfers being mixed in. A lot of guys were hurt uh, defensively um, for spring ball that we're getting back in the fall. Um, so it was a lot of new, uh, both schematically and just uh, transfer-wise as well. So it took a while for us to gel, uh, grow as a team, but I think we're trending in the right direction. I think we're one unit now. I think we're the most together we've been, and I'm excited to see what we keep growing in the summer and keep getting better. We will talk about the uh, number one FCS uh, recruiting class coming out of high school. You've done it in back-to-back -back years. This year, you added to that, Coach, as you added some very high-level transfers, a handful of Power 5 guys, a lot of FBS guys ended up transferring to Campbell. Tell me about that, the strategy, and, and how you landed so many guys here. Yeah, just selling Coach Mint's vision of unlocking everyone's greatness and really achieving excellence and I think the guys really came through they're excited you know guys recruit themselves and I think we uh, had a lot of success in the high school uh, regions and a lot of those high school guys had connections to a lot of the transfers um, that came in so really Coachman's vision comes first. We land the high school guys, and those high school guys help us recruit those transfers as well. Well, that's what I was going to say. Guys that are at places like NC State and Florida State, they have some choices. They go into the portal, and, and guys call them. Well, what are they telling you, and what do you know you're doing, you're offering that is different than, the, than a lot of other places where they could go to play D1 football? Uh, caring about them more than just football, on and off the field, you know, making sure they thrive in the classroom, making sure they grow as human beings and really care and take care of not just their development and their bodies to have them success on the field, but also off the field. And that's something that, that, that you know that, that really, really resonates. Um, tell me about your second straight number one FCS recruiting class out of, out of high school. What was different? It was the same result, but was there anything different last year to, 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 to this year that you noticed? A lot more West Coast, but, uh, you know, really this year, I think um, it was just a different niche of uh, guys. You know, we really found guys that fit what we were looking for um, personality-wise at Campbell, that want to come in, that want to work, that know what they're coming into, and they, have, they know that they have a lot of room for growth, and they're excited for it. Um, you talk about that. Look, it's an amazing job of what you do to get, to get so many guys, so many highly ranked guys out of high school to come to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. How do you get a guy that grew up on the West Coast to come to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina? Tell me about that because you did. You landed a lot of high-level guys from the state of California. Trust. I you know belief and trust, and the guys believe in what we're building here. They believe in Coach Mint. And like I said, it, it all rolls downhill. You want, once you get one guy that can self-help recruit the other guys, you know, we have a lot of kids coming from Inglewood. I think it's three or four that are all friends that all um, been together for a lot of years, and that distance is a lot less scary when you come with friends. Yes. What is scary is when I check on your Twitter account, and I checked it today. This part isn't scary. It's amazing. You have, I think it's, I think it's over 17,000 followers, correct? 17,000 like followers. That is amazing. But you follow over 7,000 <laughs> accounts. Now, I think that the, the, the other day I had to ax a lot of things because I think my follows were around 100 who I was following. It's just like, there's too many things to scroll through. I can't imagine what your feed looks like following over 7,000. Tell me what happens when you, when you open Twitter. Uh, chaos from a lot of different people, <laughs> a lot of tape, 
There's a lot of tape. More tape than I can watch. <laughs> Following that many people, obviously recruiting, it's big. And, and what is so good about you is you have, you, you have created this in a, in a time where with social media and, and so many screens, it's so hard to make connections. You have made connections with, with so many guys. Is that part of it being connected? How does that work, and, and how are you able to siphon through all of that to, to get to guys? Yeah, it's just about building relationships with the high school coaches, and, um, you know, I think once you do that, they connect you to all the guys and point, point you in the right directions. You know, it's hard to filter through, as you say, 7,000 people, but, <laughs> you know, you build those relationships. They know that you're going to take care of their guys. You know, Coach Mint's going to have a vision for them and a plan for them to get them to where they want to be, and they help you point you in the right direction. So finally, going into this CAA, going into the best conference in all of in all of FCS football. When you look at your defense, you got a pretty good look at what you got in the spring. You're going to be supplemented by high school guys, maybe some more transfers. What does your defense need to do between now and the season opener to uh, to have success this year? Just grow with one another. Keep on developing those relationships. Keep on trusting each other. Uh, you know, there is no limit for this defense and the guys we have. You know, once they truly trust in one another and what those guys can do on the field, I think we're going to produce a very special product. He is Coach Miller. He is our new defensive coordinator. You can see him and his camels out on the field in 122 days, Thursday night, August 31st, under the lights at Barker Lane Stadium. Coach, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Good luck on the recruiting trail. Thank you very much. He is Coach Miller, and that will do it for Camel Call Live. We will be back with football that first week of the regular season at the end of August, but two more live shows left the next two Mondays. Next Monday, it's our track team, and in two Mondays, it's our baseball takeover for our final Camel Call Live of the season. This has been football season ticket renewals going out this week. Season tickets for those that don't have them yet coming up in a couple of weeks and in about a month we will sell single game tickets if there are any left for the four home games this year as Campbell joins the CAA. For Coach Minner, Coach Miller, and Coach Whedon, I'm Chris A. Meyer saying so long. This has been Camel Call Live.